Hello and welcome to episode 191 of NCP. My name is David. I'll be your host for this evening, or this morning, or whatever time that you happen to be listening to this episode. And for this episode, I have Crystal. Hello. And Bo. For this evening, time, of morning, or whatever. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Yeah, it be. I, I hope you're listening to it at night. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. But you, you snuggled up in bed. 3 a.m. Headphones in. Yep. Listening to our sultry tones. I think we need to start taking relationship advice and talking a little smoother. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> You're all with Dr. Dave. <laughs> the love doctor. Doc- I was going to say Dr. Sleazy D. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Sleazy D, that's that's a whole new show. That's a whole different show. <laughs> Let's not go there. Let's not creep out our audience. <laughs> but you, uh, this might have been an American thing, but I remember when I was a kid, there was like this old lady. God, I wish I didn't do her name. But she used to come on TV and talk about like sex toys and stuff, and she was like the love doctor. Oh, yes, um, Doctor Ruth. Yeah, Doctor Ruth. Doctor Ruth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that when I was a kid. She was awesome, man. <laughs> she was. She was so old, but she she knew all about uh, she knew all about the sex toys. Yeah. She'd tell you what lubricants to use with what, and you know yeah, what was going to fit isn't where. That awesome? it was perfect. I think that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's, but she had no shame, and I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I, I would like. I'm sure that lady probably has a book out there about her life. I just need to find it. But I would love to. to yeah, it would be like a, a a woman's sexual journey from Mulan to Miss. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I know Bo's only joking, but if any of our listeners out there have any uh, any any need for any advice, then uh, hit us up. Send us, send us a comment or an email, and uh, you well, know, and you can be anonymous. That's fine. Be well, anonymous. I'll try, and yeah. uh, we'll try. We will try to help you. If, if we can... can't, we'll look up Doctor Ruth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, we'll be fine. We're, I mean, I, I'm a pretty happy man. I, 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 my life is pretty damn good. Mar- married <laughs> to a wonderful lady. I've got a roof over my head. Food in my belly. Probably too much food. <laughs> you know, I've done all right. We're pretty good, and Bo. Nice, stable young yeah. man. Yeah. Talk about young man. Uh, I saw that uh, picture that Becca posted on Facebook of you two, and God damn, you look so young. I don't know. What, uh, she is she looks like she's about, I don't know, she looks like she's about maybe 16, 15 oh. or 16, and you look like you're about 11. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? And it's and it's so cute, because even in the picture, you're, you're looking at her with, with such love. Like I don't even know. I don't even know what picture it is. Uh, you should, I'll, 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 I'll email it to you. You should just ask. I favorited it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, that new favorite thing where you can have like a little emotion attached to your like. Yeah, which which emoji did you give me? Was it the googly eyes? No, it was the it was the heart, the love heart. It wasn't the love eyes. It should have been the heart eyes guy. No. Is there a heart eyes guy? Because no. <laughs> it was cute. I don't. I'm not using the emojis. I'm I'm against Facebook emojis. I, I've just uh, I'm totally totally off. Although I kind of understand it because like when someone would say like my aunt died of cancer, you would say like because yeah. you're like well I want to show support, but I'm but it's kind of weird because it's like well I don't actually like this. Mm. Exactly. So now you can just draw the little frowny face. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. Actually, they're a good idea. Actually, I can't stand Facebook, but. I mean, I, I, but I'm totally. It's a good idea for that reason, yeah. On the positive side, if it wasn't for Facebook, you wouldn't spent the day playing X Wing yesterday. That's good. To, that's a good point. Yeah, actually, uh, as uh, as our regular listeners know, I'm obsessed with X Wing miniatures from Fantasy Flight Games, and uh, a friend of mine from like seriously like twenty odd years ago 
tracked me down on Facebook. Like we we uh, reconnected via Facebook. Oh, cool. Yeah, so uh, it, so we didn't like have a falling out or anything. We just basically just you know sort of like lost touch. So so yeah, so we sort of reconnected on Facebook, and uh, it turns out that he's still a massive nerd as well. And uh, you never and, grow uh, out of that. No, well, no, no. and <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he was actually here yesterday, and uh, we spent the day you know reminiscing and over X Wing miniatures. It was freaking, it was freaking awesome. And we uh, we finished the day two all to my disgust. <laughs> <laughs> he would not do a decider match. I wanted a, wanted a decider match, and he refused. He refused a decider match. You're obsessed. <laughs> it's just not right. A draw is fine. You can't end on a draw. That's just not, no, it's unacceptable. It's unstable. Yeah. <laughs> unstable. <laughs> um, we also, while we were reminiscing, we mentioned the uh, Doctor Strange trailer. Have you guys seen the Doctor Strange trailer? Yes. Because you made yep. me. Because <laughs> I made you. <laughs> <laughs> but what did you reckon? Yeah, I saw it. You know, my only thing is, and I, I think this is a good thing, but I don't, I don't think we're seeing much of the movie by the trailer. Mm. I feel like, I feel like most of that, the scenes that take place in that movie is going to be, um, you know, mostly, mostly at the beginning towards the, towards the middle. I think, I, I think this, it's not going to be like Deadpool where it's, it's showing us the whole movie in one trailer. You know? Yeah, it, it's, it's only a teaser trailer, I do believe. Yeah. So I'm yeah. sure I'm sure there'll be more, trailer. but I am glad. Yeah, it's... but these teaser these teaser trailers are getting longer and longer. Like it used to be, <laughs> like if you saw a teaser, it was like an orc breathing cold air, and it would yeah. say Warcraft, you know. Like, in the, but now yeah. it's like a whole you get a you get like a mini trailer and a teaser trailer. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally with you. The teaser trailer used to be used to be like ten seconds at most. Yeah. Now it's like three minutes. It's like a proper. Trailer. And now they're doing teasers for the release of the trailer. Yeah. They're doing like trailer trailers. Yep. We're eventually going to get teaser, teaser, teaser teasers. Yeah, well, they just show the logo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that looks pretty cool. I mean, I've, I've always been a big fan of uh, Tilda Swinton, and uh, I'm sick to death of Benedict Cumberbatch, but he's a he's the perfect choice for the role, though. So. <laughs> he is good He is yeah. good for that. He is good for it, so Compass cool. is awesome. Yeah. I like, yeah, I like I like the Cumberbatch. I love him, too. Don't get me wrong. I love him. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the same as my Idris Elba business. I, I love them both. I'm just tired of seeing their faces. You've been Cumberated. <laughs> Cumberated. Cumberbatch combined with saturated. I think that's what I'm going to name my beer is Cumberbach. What do you mean by your beer? You're brewing your own beer. Yeah, I've been working on brewing beer. I got some going over here. but That's your new hobby. That's your new hobby. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get into brewing beer. It's really actually kind of easy. Mm. You just uh, you just mix all the shit together and then you just let it sit for like a month and it, and then it turns into alcohol. Does and it? even if it tastes bad, you'll still get drunk. <laughs> be careful! If it tastes bad, it might be it might actually be bad. It might do bad things to you. You'll get even more drunk. <laughs> I'm picturing the still on mash. So it's so so it's, a sock. it's pretty easy. You just uh, let it sit there, let it do the work for you. So instead, yeah, well, of, so instead of playing X Wing over Skype with me, you're you're brewing beer. That's what it's about. Hey, I am down to play. <laughs> uh, I'm down to play X Wing over Skype or or Dice Masters or whatever you'd like. Although that Star Wars game you sent me is, I really want to play it, but it's so complicated. I don't see how we're going to play that over Skype. Yeah, I don't think I'll be able to play it over Skype. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty complicated. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's just there's too much going on. I'm willing to try it. I'm willing to try yeah. it. But actually, so we I can, can barely play that game with somebody in the room. It's going to be so hard. <laughs> You're going to need to create a virtual presence. 
Yeah, it's X Wing all the way, dude. We're gonna play that. Uh, anyway, well, let's start back to the start. Doctor Strange trailer. I think it looks cool. Um, Tilda Swinton looks uh, looks awesome and is, is always awesome. And uh, the bit where she you know punches his soul out, his astral form looks mm. pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I think it'll look alright. It has a bit of an Inception vibe towards the end there. I'm like, what's going on here? Oh yeah, <laughs> I think it yeah. looks intriguing, but I, I'm cautiously approaching it cautiously because. Um, I find that Marvel often has a lot of intriguing ideas uh, peppered throughout lots of cool action scenes, and then then the story doesn't go into really any great depth. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's one of the reasons I liked Iron Man 3, was it? Where Mm. where, um, you sort of delved a bit more into the Tony Stark character and into his uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome. Which just suddenly disappears three quarters of the way through. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's Marvel. You can't, you mean, you can't, you can't expect It's a superhero film. It's a different level of critique. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, but the, uh, I think this one is it's so... Doctor Strange is so far removed from the traditional story, uh, superhero story, though, yeah. that I feel like this could be interesting. Like this could be, this could be Marvel's chance to at least win me back. I mean, I'm not saying um, that... That like the masses are going to love it as much as they love, um, as much as they love Captain America: Civil War, which which supposedly all the critics are saying is 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 uh, by you know all accounts a really actually a really good film. Yeah, you said um, you said last episode that you were wrong. You said it was going to be shit. I mean, it probably will be, but that's <laughs> but you know the right now people spoken. are saying it's good. I've been seeing five out of five reviews. Yeah, all the reviews have been have been really good for it. I mean. My thing is, is, is I feel like those reviews again. I mean, I know I ranted on this last week, and I don't want to keep you know doing it, but I, I really feel like the superhero burnout is like a real thing right now. And I mean, I yeah. think those reviews are based on comparing it to other superhero movies. Yeah. You know, it's it's it is it is the best of of the superhero movies. I mean, I'm sure that's what they're in their mind. That's what they're that's how they're comparing it. There was a rumor going around that Zack Snyder has been fired by uh, Warner Brothers. <laughs> But uh, uh, it turned out to not be true. I was very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, I don't think it's Zack Snyder's fault, man. Like, I just think that it's just—it is Zack Snyder's fault. <laughs> but they, but they told. So, what I don't like about the movies is that they, they are all these movies are advertisements for the next movie. Yeah, and yeah. that's not Zack Snyder's plan. They told him to write a movie that's going to lead to the next movie, and that's what he did. You know, like their plan is to is to make these trailer movies they're just movies Ooh. that are trailers for the next movie and yeah. and that's what he's doing as a director it's still he it's still his responsibility to turn a shit script into a good script and he failed so it's the writers yeah it's, it's every right, look Batman is it man it's it's everybody it's Warner Brothers fault in a nutshell it's not all yeah. entirely Zack Snyder's fault but a better director could have done a better job yeah. yeah, I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about uh, Batman <laughs> Superman anymore. But 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 comparing this to Doctor Strange, though, like to bring yeah. it back to Doctor Strange, it, it to me Doctor Strange, like I was saying, is so far removed from that type of storytelling that I feel like it's going to be its own story. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like it, it's going to weave in and out of the Marvel universe. It's probably going to have uh, Howard the Duck or something at the end, but it's going <laughs> to somehow connect to the to the Marvel universe. But I feel like it's going to be its own story. They don't need. They don't need uh, the Avengers to ride Doctor Strange's coattails. It doesn't need to be an a- advertisement for Avengers Three. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, it, it, as long as they connect it in the same way that the TV shows do, like you know, like they mention the fact that there was a, an attack on New York, and then then they move on. Right, they probably, right, right. They probably won't do it, but it is a chance for them to film a completely different style of movie. 
Well, yeah, it looks like a yeah. so it looks yeah. like it's going to be very dictoish and and uh, like deal with more the, the mystical realm and so yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, some sad news: uh, Gareth Thomas, uh, the the star of Blake Seven, Blake himself, has uh, passed on. So that's that's a shame. Rest in peace, Gareth. I, I never saw it. You never saw Blake Seven? No. Oh, well, there you go. Too busy watching Doctor Who. Like, that's fair enough. That's fine. Uh, uh, that's not divorce worthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a deal breaker. It's not a deal breaker. Um, and uh, the, the, the bit that I added to the running sheet, so this is a surprise for uh, young Crystal and Bo, but uh, just recently, J.J. Abrams was at a Q&A at uh, Tribeca Film Festival. And, oh, I heard about this. Uh, one of the yeah, one of the questions was who are Ray's parents uh, from a young fan, and uh, after he tried to joke around because he's a very unfunny man, uh, he then dropped dropped a small bombshell. He says Ray's parents are not in episode seven, so I can't possibly say in this moment who they are, but I will say it is something that Ray thinks about too. Now, and he also then goes on to say, obviously it's not for me to talk about it at this moment because this is episode eight director Ryan Johnson's story to continue now. Yeah, I just I just want to point something out, right? It's a very careful use of words here. Ray's yeah. parents, plural, are not in episode seven. So a lot of people are now saying that that means well that she can't be Luke Skywalker's daughter. Now, right? Just it's it's very simple English here. Parents are not seen. So he doesn't say, didn't say that, parent. Yeah, so, so it is still possible that she is Luke's daughter. And it's her mother who isn't seen somewhere. Yeah. Assuming, of course, that Luke and Leia didn't get it on in an inappropriate fost- Star Wars he, way. Unless he fostered her <laughs> out to foster parents like he was. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Yeah, very true. So, yeah, so what, uh, what do you guys think about that? What do you reckon? Do you reckon she is still Luke's daughter? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I think she is. Yeah. I really think she is. She's Lando Calrissian's daughter. <laughs> that would be awesome. It's <laughs> 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 just plot twist. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, oh, jeez, you're hilarious. Um, so yeah, so the so the uh, the front runner for the parentage is still uh, Obi Wan. You know, Obi Wan. Mm, that's a good. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, the Obi Wan. Yeah, or Babby, it'd be Obi-Wan's granddaughter, not daughter. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm still saying, Luke. I still think it's, I think it's still the, I think it's, I mean, this, I mean, let me just put this out there. I've said it before and I'll say it again. J.J. Abrams is still the arsehole that lied to us about Khan. So, yeah. it's possible that this is just total bullshit. He's done it before and he can yeah, do it again. I, I saw that in the comments. Someone was saying, yeah, and he lied about cons. Yeah, I mean, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, so I think I still, I still think Luke is the father, and it'd be really weird if he wasn't. But, you know, that is what it is. Was it established that Obi-Wan ever had children? Well, in the extended universe, uh, Obi-Wan has, because he's a Jedi, so he's not allowed to have relationships, but he has an affair with a uh, lady. Princess lady. Extended universe, not canon. Though. Yeah, but they've they've incorporated some extended universe stuff. Okay. As it is, and is now, and is now canon. So, it is possible. You know. So, yeah. So we'll find out in the next film. <laughs> so it's all maybe the film after that. Who knows? But uh, when's the next one due out? Next year? This year? The only December. Yeah, it's, the yeah only I think it's December that, this year. The only thing that it does confirm is that it's not you know Han and Leia. Yeah, that's exactly right. Which would make sense. 
Which when I let when I was watching the movie, I thought that's what it was going to turn out to be. But then you know after you know after leaving the theater and reading stuff online, I, I realized that it wasn't that. But that's kind of what I thought it was leading to. Yeah, I think I think Bane would have realized who she was during the mind probe stuff. And Blair, but it, Blair and Tom yeah, would have yeah, yeah, to her. Yeah, I think he would have been a bit more concerned when Ben carries her off. Yeah. I thought that uh, I I kind of got the vibe that maybe he knew when he wasn't saying though. That was what I kind of yeah. thought. Well, I got the vibe that he knows who she is and isn't saying, but not necessarily that yeah. he's related to her. Yeah. Also, the uh, Rogue One. Did you see the, the Rogue One trailer? Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It looks damn cool, dude. Yeah, it <laughs> looks really excited. cool. So, uh, of course, you know, the standard usual internet bullshit. It's like, oh, another film, a female protagonist and all that sort of rubbish. Yeah. But uh, screw those people. I think it looks awesome. I've always wanted to know what happened with the Bothans. Yeah. And now we get to know. That, that is something kind of worth talking about, though. So, like, it's kind of like, and I got to think about how to, I got to think about how to word this so I don't sound crazy. But, like, um, <laughs> I, I think the argument is, all right, so hear me out the whole statement first. All right, hear me. I think that, that some people are like, oh, we're getting another, um, we're, we're getting another girl main character two in a row this way and like you know we get it we, we get the picture now um you know you don't need to do it twice but at the same time this but my my view on that is well we got like a million male lead characters and two in a row was mm. never like oh we get it move on let's get back to real movies now you know what i mean like <laughs> Exactly. Like no one ever said that about about Luke Skywalker, you know? Like you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I think that I, I think that some people just see it as like uh almost like um because there's this whole like uh genre it's become its own genre of movie now where it's like young adult oh, novel yes. made into movie and it's always got a girl lead character and the yep. you know, it's always so so story. And so much action, and, and and it's almost like that's like its own genre of movie now. Like there's like this whole like group of those movies, and I think that people are kind of putting Star Wars into that category just because of Ray. And and I think that they're completely different. Like like the Star Wars movies are so much better than those movies. Yeah, um, <laughs> I agree. But I don't even know if that was interesting enough for us to talk about. But I just <laughs> I, I've actually been thinking about that lately, and I, I didn't and I didn't know you, you guys are the you're the first person to bring that up for me to talk to about it. I, I didn't quite articulate it what, quite the way I wanted to. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm I'm with you. I mean, it's, I, just, I I didn't I didn't initially have it uh, in the running sheet because I just I'm just so tired of this you know the evil side of the internet. You know what I mean? But I I mean I yeah. I completely agree. I mean, no one says it says it for the Expendables. <laughs> it's like right, yeah, you know. exactly. <laughs> so it's you know, I mean, although you know, the Expendables are probably not the best example, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's just you know, a whole bunch of dudes going around doing stuff. So yeah. it's you know, or Fast oh, and Furious or whatever. Oh, it's all oh, the same. Oh, 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 the, uh, the 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 Avengers. Oh, look, another male superhero lead. Yeah, yeah. there you yeah, go. Do another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I, I agree with you, and and yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to look at it in a certain way, you could look at it in it's a in a political correct sort of slant it's like well first you had ray and now you have um whatever her name is from rogue one and you know i, I guess yeah cool if you want to go that way by all means go for it but that's but who cares is my thing i mean it, it doesn't really matter does it doesn't matter what sex the actual hero is it doesn't matter but i think we're still so kind of I, I think that we're still so early in this adoption that like people are questioning the motives 
Like I, yeah. I think that it it wouldn't it, it wouldn't matter if there's a girl lead in in a in a Star Wars movie. Hmm. But I think that because um, it's coming at this time, and you know, and yeah. with with the conflict on the internet, that people are like, oh, well, is J.J. Abrams doing? Is he picking the best person for the role, regardless of sex? When they wrote this story, did they, you know, did they write this and they wanted a girl lead in mind for what reason? Hmm. You know, it, like it, it's kind of like um, you know, the movie um, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yep. Where it's like the original story was written for a white guy, and whenever they cast a, a black actor, they were just like, "Well, let's not change anything because if we changed anything, then that would be, you know, then we would be that would be racist because we would be saying because this is a black guy, we have to change the story." Hmm. And so they they kept the story exactly. He slaps a white woman on screen at, at that time period. It was like a big deal. Uh, I mean, it was it was the same story. He dies at the end. Um, and it's like, uh, you know, this movie, I wonder if it was in that same mindset or if they were like, uh, we're going to cast a girl. And so we want the story to really play up the fact that she's a girl, or if it was just like, we're, we want these events to happen. And we feel like a girl main character kind of has a little bit of a, a statement and it's important. Um, and, uh, but it's the same story and we're casting, you know, we're, we're casting this female actress as Ray. You know what I'm saying? You see the difference yeah. in the. I totally, see, I totally see what you're saying. I can actually answer your question if you want. I don't know about the Rogue One girl, but Ray yeah. was was cast specifically because J.J. Abrams was sick of seeing dudes in the lead role all the time. And I think that's okay. And I and I want to tell you this. Me and Scott were talking about this. I don't even know if we said it on the podcast. We were just talking about it on the drive home. Hmm. Um, seeing seeing kids dressed up as Ray at SC Comic Con was awesome. We got to see little girls that didn't have to dress up as a princess you know, to go to a, a cosplay, you know, costume contest. They got to dress up as this kick-ass hero, yeah. you know, and it was it was really cool to see. And so I see why J.J. Abrams would make that would make that decision, and, and I think that's cool. But I think that people are questioning whether in Rogue One it's that same kind of thing. And, and if it is, it's like you've got to do it every movie now. Or can you just can you just write a movie and then cast who you think is perfect for that role, regardless of age, sex, or anything? Like, um, like, does he have to make the same statement in every Star Wars spinoff? Yeah, well, J- Rogue One's not J.J. Abrams anyway, so but th- does it? Oh, that's true. Yeah, I, look, I kind of, I kind of agree. I, I, I kind of, I'll. I'll Oh, I'm not. I, by I the way, I I'm not to, saying I, I agree with that. I'm yeah. just, I'm just saying that I understand the argument. Right. Okay. All right. In that case, yes. Um, I, I, I too think it is awesome that um, little girls can have, you know, have a hero that they can look up, that they feel that they can look up to. And is yep. not a Disney princess. Not that the Disney princesses are bad. Don't get me wrong. Jasmine is awesome, but right. the you know and Mulan. I don't. I don't see why we don't have a lot of a lot more Mulans because she kicks ass. But yeah. yes, I do. I, I I love the fact that we that we get a whole bunch of you know people who love Ray, and and that's awesome. I just I just wish it wasn't at the expense of such a terrible character. I don't think she's a terrible character, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think she's terrible. I think she's terrible. She's so she's so unbelievably Mary Sueish that it detracts from her character. Yeah, but um, how many male characters have had the same problem? They can't exactly. do anything wrong. Yeah, well, they, they we're getting back to that statement though again. Well, I don't know. <laughs> don't but, d- d- tell me, tell me a male character who can't do anything wrong. I can't tell me, uh, g- uh, give me Sawyer. one Gary Sue. <laughs> Gary Sue, I like that. Yeah. Um, I'd say Sawyer from Lost. No, Sawyer gets his ass kicked on numerous occasions. Ah, he kind of does. He still looks good doing it. Oh, he's a very pretty man, but he's still—he's uh, not a Gary—he's not a Gary Sue in any way. 
In fact, he's I'm most of the time. To, I'm he trying to think, and I, I know. So that's I, the thing, right? So you can't give me one. Indiana Jones. Oh, really? give, give me a second. Give me a second. <laughs> I know. Crystal just had Indiana Jones, right? Indiana Jones. No, he that's loses. He loses most of the fights he's in. But then he always gets out of it. Yeah, there's plenty of Gary suits. He all, he always gets out of it. He, he always, always gets out. He of always it. wins in the end. But he does. He actually win. Raiders of the Lost Ark actually doesn't win anything. We've had this debate before. <laughs> so. Yeah, look, I, I'd be willing to argue for a very long time that Indiana Jones is not a Gary Sue. He's, he's, he's an action hero, for sure. But a Gary Sue, definitely not. John McCain. Now, McCain, McCain would be a good, yeah, a good argument, but good. still I say yeah. no. He is vulnerable. He's scared. So, he's, so is Ray. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, good, good, yeah. good. All right, let's keep going. Um, he gets... He gets injured with the glass. He makes, makes a terrible, terrible decision and then gets injured by all the glass on his feet. Yeah, well, cause, just because he didn't put his shoes on. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm yeah. sure that Ray gets injured Ray somewhere gets in the injured movie. at some point. Yeah, yeah. See, look, yeah. John McClane, I could see an argument for that. What about John Wayne in multiple films? Rambo. Rambo. Ah, Rambo. All right. All right. We have a winner. <laughs> we have a winner. Rambo, especially not really, not really first blood Rambo, but uh, definitely two and three. Gary Sue all the way. All right. All right. We have a winner. Okay. I think that for for a certain. But look how long it took you. That... Come on. Well, but Force Awakens is fresh in our minds. We've, I've, you know, we've just seen it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Force Awakens is fresh in our minds. Plus, plus, I think that every action hero has to have a certain element of being a Mary or a Gary Sue. Hmm. Like I think that's good just point. part of the genre. Good point. But what yeah. makes a good one is whenever they also have the weakness. Whenever they don't go too far into that realm. And okay. I think that Ray, Ray, may be so close. Uh, she may have so much of it that it is uh, it's too much for some people. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I still like. <laughs> I like no look. I I I appreciate both of your arguments for that. I I still stand by the fact that I think that she's a Mary Sue, but I do appreciate your comments. She I is a I classic action hero. I don't disagree, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, but it's part of a political wrong. agenda. I think, I think there's something wrong with that. But it shouldn't be part Starbuck. of a political agenda. It what? It shouldn't be part of a. That's what I'm saying. Agenda. I agree with you. It yeah. shouldn't be part of a political agenda, but it clearly is. Ray was clearly J.J. Abrams' political agenda, and so was well, Finn. I, I, I think that they. I think that Ray may have been pushed. I don't think so. I don't think so. I. I, I don't think so. hundred percent is okay. what I'll say. All right. I think that. I think that even if Ray had been a male character, he still would have been a little bit of a of a Gary Sue. I think that. I think that he would have been. You know, because he would have had the force powers, and it would have been, and they wanted to plant the seed. Oh, this person has so much of the force that even without training, uh, they understand certain elements of it, or maybe they don't understand it, but they they have uh, uh, they can wield it a little bit. They wanted to plant that seed early, so we'd all be trying to guess on who who the parents must be. And even if it was a guy, they would have done that. Now, I think that maybe because of J.J. Abrams, you know, political influence on on wanting to cast a strong female character. Maybe he pushed that that box a little further because he really wanted to, like you know, pin a bow on the fact that, like you know, this is this is going to be a strong, influential character in the minds of young girls. Uh, I, so I mean, I think maybe he pushed the Mary Sue a little bit further than maybe he would have had it have been a Gary Sue. Um, yeah. But I think that either way, the character would have been, you know, similar to that. Yeah, 
I agree. Also think- and so, therefore, I just talked myself out of my own argument at the beginning of this argument. <laughs> <laughs> I also think that um, Ray's an instantly likable character right from the start, whereas, uh, yeah. uh, to compare it to maybe Luke Skywalker, it took me half of the first movie to sort of warm up to Luke because he's just such a whiny, annoying, annoying character. That is true. Yeah, that's true. I feel myself swayed by some of these there's, comments, there's, there's I must nothing, admit. nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's just... Well, I don't think it's, I don't think it's like. 100% one way or the other. I'm sorry to talk over you, Chris. That's hard to that's tell. A, that's all right. Yeah, I, look, look, I, don't, yeah, look, I agree. I agree. I agree with what you said. I, if, if he was a male... If, if Ray was a male character, it would have been pretty much exactly the same. And it would have been accepted because it would have been, you know, oh, wow, look at this you know, powerful Jedi. It doesn't really... Doesn't really know what what he's doing, and yet he's still really really powerful. Yeah, yeah look, I agree. Look, I agree. I agree with you. There you go. Bottom line. Is it, it's also because um, such so much of it was still similar to A New Hope, which was another yeah. Well, that's another, that you pointed out. Another so bugbear to if go Ray through. If Rey had been a, a male character, they would have just said, "Well, she's just Luke Skywalker all over again." Look, I don't agree with the political agenda. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I, I, I really, in fact, I really despise it. But I do agree. With both, one hundred percent. That if it's, if if it's a man, it still would have been the same anyway. Yeah, yeah, it would have been really close to the same. Yeah. Wow, that uh, was I didn't, I didn't expect that, uh, <laughs> that <laughs> conversation slash debate. <laughs> well, what what happened? The reason why all that came up, and I kind of yeah. do have to clarify this, is like I was at work when I saw Rogue One for the first time. Yeah, and. Yeah. The guy standing next to me who went and saw a new, uh, not a new hope. See, Freudian <laughs> <laughs> slip, a new hope uh, 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he said like another female lead, like he made a comment about it. And, and then we had this discussion. And so that's why I brought it up on the show. But, yeah. um, did you manage to yeah, convince I mean, him like you did me? What's that? Did you manage to convince him? No, no. Uh, our conversation was fleshed out a whole lot better here than it than it was there at work because uh, um, I've had time to think about this. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, in regards to the Rogue One one, I think I mean, actually, I, I'm totally cool with it. I don't, I, just, I don't care. I mean, I guess because I, I grew up with in an era of female protagonists. I mean, I, mm. I guess majorly portrayed by Ripley. So I mean, I grew up with Ripley, and so I never I never well, saw that as a weird thing. Like, you know, Ripley's a bit of an non- anomaly in the uh, cinematic universe. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, yeah, but but that's the thing. I grew up with her, so she's not an anomaly for me. So she's. It's. I. I absolutely. I have no problem with a, a female protagonist, and I don't think anybody should. I just think it's a ridiculous statement. I mean, it's, especially now, guess, like you said, in this the day and age of all this young adult business, and you've got. I mean, you've got um, Katniss and, in you know various others. I, mean, yeah. I just think it's just a stupid, stupid stance to be on. It's a bit uh, on that flip side. I do also dislike the political sort of uh, machinations that JJ Abrams has brought. I, I, I think you do need a bit of that to make some change happen. I reckon in maybe 10, 20 years, nobody will blink an eye if there's a female lead. In, I I look in, forward in a, to this in day. A boys movie in the yeah. commas. Give me give me well, a female is- a female African American lead, <laughs> and nobody even blinks an eye. I, I look forward to that day. A female gay African American lead. <laughs> yeah, like t- tick all the boxes, and you know, and as long as it's done, as long as it's done in an organic way, then who cares? Yeah. Just, who gives a well, crap? That's I mean, what I think people are wanting to see. So, so that's what I'm saying. All right, so I know there's people out there that 
just don't want to see a, a, a lead female role. I, I know those yeah. people exist, so I'm not I'm not saying that I'm oblivious to the idea that they exist. Yeah, but I feel like the majority of the I feel like the majority of people just like you said that it happens organically. Yeah. I feel like a majority of the people just feel like that this is not organic. Yeah, and they have a problem with that as opposed to having a female lead. They, I think that people just have a problem with the fact that like it seems to be happening intentionally. Now, I would say that Star Wars is important enough cinema that and and it was made in in such a time with such poor you know female lead characters yeah. that they need to be intentional about. It. Um, right. And so that's my kind of view on it. Is like I understand the argument that like you say, well, I don't want every movie to just be written you know and totally non organic and they're just shoehorning you know uh, uh, you know a female or or some sort of minority character in just because just for that sake. But I think that Star Wars is special in that, like, whoever is cast as the lead role in the next Star Wars movie, it is a statement because it has been so long since the last ones. And it's it's American cinema history, you know? I mean, it's like, Ooh. it's the movie that is the most influential, you know, movie of all time almost. That I, that I think that they had to be conscious about that. But I think it rubs some people the wrong way. Yeah. You're the voice of reason, Debo. Some people <laughs> need to be rubbed the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like, I don't know. I mean, I, I yeah, I I stand by my. I, I want it to be organic. I, I, just, uh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I guess it comes back to the Fantastic Four situation. Like, I mean, Johnny Storm being black was not organic. Like, it wasn't natural for the story, and so that's why it rubbed in the wrong way. Not the fact that he was black, but it doesn't make sense for the yeah. story. And so, but. In, but I, I do that agree movie with was terrible it. all the way around. So yeah, well that movie, yeah, well that, that's less said about that movie the better. But the yeah, but with Star Wars, yeah, I mean, look, I see what you're saying. I do, I do definitely see what you're saying. But if the next solo film turns out to be a woman as well, then it's like, what's well, going on here? Isn't it Han Solo? It can't be a woman. I tried to do, I tried to have some sort of jokey pun there, and I just didn't work. So it was the next solo film, get it, get it, that's yeah. that's weekly. Oh, yeah. If it was a okay. visual, if this is YouTube, that would have worked, that joke, but unfortunately it didn't. It's just audio. If they cast Han Solo as a woman, we'll know something is wrong. <laughs> if after all these years it's revealed that Chewbacca is a girl as well, then we'll be like, what's going on? We've seen under the fur. We know he's not a girl. Have you, what do you mean you've seen under the fur? I'm not talking about Star Wars the porno. I'm talking... <laughs> I mean... Look at the real movies. I mean the special features. Ah, oh, the special features. Bazing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, move it on. The special um, wiki features. <laughs> that was an important discussion. I'm glad we had it. Uh, we don't usually do um, tech-related stories, uh, but there's a couple that sort of sort of caught my eye the last last week or so. Um, that I thought uh, we might just mention. Um, there's uh, there's an article on Gizmodo Australia uh, about a young man who uh, Ian Burkhart who had an accident um, six years ago and become a quadriplegic. And uh, there's a group from the uh, a group called NeuroLife, uh, which was developed by researchers from Batal Memorial Institute and. Ohio State University's Wexler Medical Center. Uh, they've, they've teamed up to create a, a device that allows him to use his hands, um, his arms and hands and fingers, uh, by having a bypass. So the injury is around sort of his neck area, the spine, the spine of his neck area. And basically, just in, the, in his brain, his brain functions perfectly normally, 
but it just can't get the signal down to the rest of his body. So what this device does is it bypasses that. It's, I mean, it's, he has a, a, a device in his head, uh, that, and he, so he thinks it. It sends the electrical pulses to the computer. The computer translates it, sends it to his, uh, some devices on his arms um, that uh, then trigger his fingers to move. So it's, it's not only is that, that's impressive enough, right? So just that, allowing him yeah. to use, uh, use you, you know, utensils to eat and, and stuff like that. That's impressive enough. But what caught my eye is that it actually allows him to also play Guitar Hero. Now, sort of think about that. Guitar Hero, so not just the awesomeness that he gets to play Guitar Hero because it's an awesome game, but Guitar Hero is basically you timing your finger movements to things that come down the screen. So the, the button, the colors come down the screen, and you have to press the corresponding color button to match that chord so that you can actually then play the song. So this device is so, so good. So sensitive. So that, that he's, actually, he's actually able to play a game that requires timing. And I just that so, just blew that, my mind. That indicates because the because the dexterity requires that indicates that there's there's very minimal, if any, lag between the signal going from the brain to the computer to his fingertips. Yes, yeah. there's there's a, there's a smidgen of lag. They do mention that it. So um, the bummer is that he has to he has to re he basically has to reprogram the computer every single time he wants to use it, which takes about ten to fifteen minutes um, because your brain changes. Like, the way it sends the signal is different every time, Uh-oh. which is just amazing to me. So he does that. So after he's the 10 to 15 minutes of, of reprogramming the thing, he can then play. And and there's, they do mention the lag, is, well, it's, I, but it's, it's, so, that, it's so small that it's... That it's uh, I mean, he is play, he's playing on easy, all right? But who cares? I mean, the fact that, that he can still play is magnificent. That, that is, the 10, 15 minutes worth of programming is quicker than a, an Xbox update. <laughs> you're obsessed you're obsessed with xbox updates um but uh yeah i just i just that just blew my mind it's it's i mean it's, he can uh he can lift a cup he can use a utensil it's just it's just amazing it's just we're, we're getting it's just the fact that we're at this point now so it's 2016 we can do this imagine what we can do yeah. in you know 2020 are they talking about perhaps extending it to his legs as well uh it doesn't say but uh yeah that's that just blows my mind. So well done to everybody involved there. That's that is awesome stuff. That is really amazing. Yeah. The other techie thing I wanted, I just I wanted to mention. I just come across this. I don't know why. I think it was maybe it was in my Facebook feed or something. But um, it's on uh, Fusion Fusion dot net, and it talks about internet mapping. A group of com- there's a bunch of companies around the world, but um, this one talks specifically about MaxMind. And uh, they are uh, a company who provide other companies with information about IP addresses. The IP address is your unique uh, internet protocol uh, numbers, number serial number that uh, basically identifies your computer on the internet. And um, that's the completely layman's <laughs> this definition. There's more involved, but that's essentially what it that's is. It, it identifies you on the internet. And um, you can also then map the IP address uh, to your location. Um, and as if they can't determine your location, they just randomly assign you a location, a default location. A default location. So if they can't, yeah. if they can't define you, they give you a default location, which I didn't know anything about. And in America, the default location is uh, a is a spot uh, two hours off, two no two miles off from the actual geographical center of the United States. Well, one of the default locations. So if it's an American IP address, it's that. 
Now, the, the, the geographical default location of America is, Bo, what's the central part of America? Oh, God. I'm <laughs> no good at geography. It says here, any, as any geography nerd knows, the precise center is... I'm not a geography nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but you are a nerd. An American. <laughs> All right, I'll put you out of misery. Uh, the precise center of the United States is in northern Kansas, near the Nebraska border. The actual spot is 39 degrees... What does that yeah. symbol mean? Uh, minutes, is it? I don't know. I don't know. 39, 39 degrees, 50... Whatever. ...something north, <laughs> and 98 degrees, 35-something west. Um, but that uh, when the, when that puts it's put into a digital number, it looks really horrible, and so they actually just picked something that's a lot easier. So it's actually it's thirty nine point eight three 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 and minus ninety eight point five eight five five two two. So they changed it to uh, thirty eight degrees north and ninety seven degrees west, and that just so happens to be the front lawn of this house. <laughs> this this house that uh, that. Uh, Belongs to, yeah, in in Nebraska, which belongs to a family called the Taylors. Yeah, so property belongs to the Taylors. And so what that means for these poor people is that for the last 10 years, you know, as, as the internet has, has grown in use, they've, uh, if if somebody gets some horrible stuff happens to them on the internet and they do an IP trace, if that IP trace hasn't been mapped yet, it gets the default location, which happens to be them. So they're getting they're getting phone calls, they're harassing phone calls. They've had the FBI go around storm their place. They've had the the IRS. It's, they've even at one point had a toilet left on their front driveway, which nobody can quite figure out why. And it's just it's just for ten years they've just been absolutely harassed. And uh, yeah, and they've actually now thanks to. Uh, the author of this article have now found out found out why. Like even when even when this the, this person uh, the author contacted them, uh, Kashmir Hill, to sort of to tell them what was actually going on. At first they didn't want to take his call. Uh, well, I say his, but is Kashmir a boy or a girl's name? Their call. I'll say their. Didn't want to take their call because um, they thought that he was just yet another you know harasser. They were another harasser. <laughs> I'm hopeless with uh, gender pronouns, <laughs> but uh, it, uh, but eventually uh, they got through. It got through to them, and they, they sort of discussed it, and, and they they revealed all. It's just uh, so yeah. So now they know, and so now um, this um, this Max Mind people, yeah, because like what Crystal said, actually, yeah, that's that's a good point. It's, it's, there's multiple companies doing this sort of stuff, and there's multiple default locations, and yeah, multiple default locations. That's right, and so. So MaxMind, now that they know about it, they're going to change their default location to be in the middle of a lake. Yeah, or a boat. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so, or, yeah, or something like that. There's, well, there's a lake nearby, apparently, so yeah. they're going to put in the, into the middle of that lake. But then other companies, you know, they still will have the default location of whatever they want, sort of. And so that sort of stuff can, might still be happening to other people around the world. So, so if you're listening to this and you're getting, uh, getting the calls from people who are angry at you for no reason. This could possibly be the reason. They've, yeah. been, they've been, you know, they've been doxxed or something, and they're angry. And they think it's you, and it's it's not you at all. Could be anything. So I just, uh, yeah, thought that was actually quite fascinating. I have no Nigerian uncle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it sounds like uh, fire. It it's like a crazy X Files episode. Like, yeah, it is. Got it is. Investigate this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I just thought that was interesting. I hope you did too. It was it was fascinating. <laughs> yes. So well done to uh, Kashmir Hill for finding that out. Well, that's all I've got to talk about. 
Let's do a fact or foe. Foe, foe, foe. Okay, uh, fact or foe is a segment that, uh, well, it's not, not weekly, not even fortnightly, it's just infrequently we bring this up. <laughs> it's your special segment. <laughs> it's where I give the, the boys three so-called facts, but they have to pick which one of them is the foe. Right. Now, this week's theme is, I came across an article, actually, I have to admit, uh, uh, um, I was alerted to this article through the Skeptics Guide of the Universe, which is, since I stole this segment from them. <laughs> you mention that every time. Stop mentioning that. Yeah. <laughs> credit where credit due. Um, it was an article in the Scientific American that talked about uh, foreign words that were sort of positive words that had no real English equivalent. Um, within the article also links to a database they've compiled of masses and amounts of these words, which is fascinating to go through, and it didn't take me very long to pick <laughs> these at all. So um, I've given them three words that do not have a, a, an English equivalent and have mm. interesting meanings. Right. And we've got to pick which what, what, what the word doesn't exist at all or the meaning's wrong? The meanings uh, are correct, except one of them has an incorrect, just made-up meaning. Gotcha. Made up meaning. Sweet. Okay. So, the first word, um, and, I, and I have to uh, um, apologise to anybody listening who knows these words, because I'm going to pronounce them wrong. <laughs> give it a go. <laughs> I'll give it a go. There was no, um, there's no phonetic alphabet to go with these words, so oh, there's, there's no gotcha. way I could, yeah, I could have probably looked it up and tried. Good luck with the third one. Done a bit more research, but anyway. Yeah. The first one is papple which is an Irish verb, to do what babies do to soup with their spoons. Which is only... Papple. So to do what babies do to soup with their spoons. Yes, I've got an image of a baby in my head with the back of the spoon splashing on the soup. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I get lovely, lovely mess in their high chair. Yeah. The second one is French. I'm going to say flatter, but it's got a little thingy over the top of the A. Maybe it's flainer. Yeah. It's a, a word that means leisurely strolling the streets. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I quite like that. And the, the, the third one, there's probably multiple ways that we could pronounce this, but I'm going to go with Kuklua. Yeah, you're probably right. Kuklua, Kuklua. Uh, and the Kuklua. Those Norwegians. <laughs> a Norwegian verb means to just sit there and think about things while doing nothing at all. Which I'm, I'm familiar with that activity. Isn't that just daydreaming? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going with that one. Because <laughs> I think that's basically just daydreaming. And you said they have no English equivalent. Well, that's what they said, yes. All right. To just sit there and think about things while doing nothing at all. Right. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Sorry. Sorry. I usually, well, the bar usually goes first, but I've day, jumped in there. Daydreaming indicates that it's like a fantasy, but this is just thinking about things. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's not necessarily a fantasy. All right. I'm still going with that one. Okay. <laughs> Bo, what do you reckon? So one, one of these is false, right? Yeah, one of the meanings is not true. The words are true, but the meanings are wrong. They don't match up with their meaning, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to choose papal because I can think of, I can, I can kind of think of words that may mean leisurely strolling the streets. Hmm. And Was just that? sitting around thinking about things. There's got to be words that mean that, but there's definitely not a word that re- it, that is that specific. Like this is the most specific definition, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it is very specific. All right, so you're going with Pavel, dude. I'm going with Pavel. All right, I'm going with Kuklier. Okay. Well, 
Bo is the winner. Bo's always the winner. No, sometimes oh. I win. <laughs> I never win this game. Papple, not necessarily Irish. I put Irish because that's what Google Translate detected it to be. Right. But um, Papple is is two things. Um, it's a there's a fruit called Papple, which is a com, uh, a, a combined pear, pear, apple. And, pear yeah. and apple. But where I actually got this from is. The, a book called The Meaning of Lift by Douglas Adams and John Lloyd, oh. where they picked out a bunch of place names from around the world and assigned them random meanings. Gotcha. So that's where Papal came from. But, but Flaina and Kuklia are actually are actual French and Norwegian words. I from suck the at this game. <laughs> Seriously, I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> but, oh, I mean, no, that was cool. The, the article's fascinating. I mean, there was other words that I can't remember. I wish I could remember what the words were because then I could just set, insert them into everyday life. But there's one that means um, that feeling where you don't want to stop eating even though you're full because the food's too enjoyable. Called David. That, yeah, that often occurs <laughs> when David's cooked because <laughs> his spaghetti is awesome. <laughs> that was cool. We should uh, link to the show notes. I will link to yeah. We'll link to the article, which the article then links to the full database. I knew that because I'm Irish American. Uh, is that, that true? <laughs> I really am. Yeah, McCoy, yeah, McCoy's Irish. You never seen how pink and short and stocky I am. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you're a leprechaun? <laughs> yeah, that too. Why don't I have red hair? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. No, it wasn't. It was terrible. I don't want to play that game anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. I'm kidding. I kid, I Did you kid. notice that my reasoning was wrong, though? Because <laughs> I was saying that that. <laughs> if you, my logic was backwards, but I still got it right. <laughs> you still, you still won the game, it still bro. Still counts as a win. Take it as a win. That often happens on a skeptic's guide too. They, they. they logic out their reasoning and often the person who's got it right has got it right for all the wrong reasons <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had it right for all the wrong reasons exactly. <laughs> cool so now we're going to do uh bo's got a review of a documentary you saw uh yeah yeah so I, I actually saw this a while ago it's an older documentary it's from 2012 um but it's called the woman who wasn't there um this was one of those like uh late night netflix finds you know where you're just like you know, scrolling through Netflix, trying to find something that may be interesting, mm. and uh, you end up stumbling across gold, you know? Yep. Uh, this is one of those, The Woman Who Wasn't There, it is, um, it's a documentary, I don't know how much I want to, I don't know how much I want to reveal about the story, because if you watch it, part of the, uh, part of the thrill of the movie is by guessing, well, the title's called The Woman Who Wasn't There, so I guess, it, I guess you kind of know that going in, but. Well, um, when you were talking about this before we started recording, I actually thought it was a documentary yeah. about mental illness. Mm. So I, 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 yeah. In a weird way, it is. In a weird, in a weird <laughs> way, it is, but not not directly. Right. Okay. Um, it tells a story about a a woman that I'll just go ahead and tell you because I think it is in the title. I don't necessarily know that it ruins the documentary. Yeah, it's it's, pr- it's probably in the trailer anyway. Let's face it. Um, the teaser trailer. There's oh, is it? There <laughs> is uh, there's a woman who basically raises all this money for charity for nine uh, eleven uh, victim families and. Um, firefighter, you know that that responded to 9/11 uh, for their families, um, and, and I mean she raised a ton of money. She 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 was like an, an icon in in that you know in that community, and um, part of the reason that she rose to such success in this community of um, of charities is that she has this whole backstory that she was in the World Trade Centers during 9/11 and that she was rescued by this guy. And, you know, thank God she made it out alive, and now she's committed her whole life 
to trying to help people involved um, in 9-11. And it turns out that she wasn't even an American. Well, she, maybe she was an American citizen, but I don't think so. I think she was actually gradu- graduating. Um, I think she was graduating from her uh, university at the time of 9-11 um, in, in a completely different country. She wasn't even in America. And uh, the what? whole story was just made up. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, but, 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 but was that money that, that she raised, did it actually go to charity, or was she she kept it? Yeah, it, it actually went to charity. It right. So to charity. so she so she lied, but she lied for yeah. the right reasons, is what you're saying. Uh, or was that no, what the documentary saying? Definitely, I think you could definitely question her motives. Um, I think that she had some sort of like need to feel accepted by these people. Hmm. Um, hmm. But uh, I, the the money, I, I think, was like an encouraging side effect. She didn't – I don't know that she didn't take a dime of the money, but as far as I know, as far as I know the, the, that she didn't. The documentary doesn't, like, attack her in that way. Um, that's But that's the dynamic of the documentary is, hmm. is if she hadn't have done this, would they have raised as much money? Um, it's kind of impossible to know. Um, but there's all these stories of where, you know, she, you know – she would call people up in the middle of the night and tell tell them that she was having flashbacks and and you know they would uh, you know cry together over the phone. I mean, she went and talked to psychiatrists about this and and um, you know she put people through you know a lot of emotional baggage that she was that she was you know spilling out on these people and it was all made up. Ooh. So I mean, like, there's it, it's an interesting it's an interesting concept. Like, I'm not I'm not saying that the woman. Um, like I said, as far as we know, she didn't take any of the money. But that's like the whole dynamic of the documentary is you're, you're watching it and you're trying to decide for yourself, um, you know, whether what she did was you know right or wrong, and if it was wrong, was it was it really so wrong? Um, you know, after all, it did raise money, you know, for the families of uh, of the incident. And um, but at the same time, they they have all these interviews of people that you know were affected by her um, in a negative way, and it's just it is if you watch the movie. Really does take you on like a roller coaster ride of, of how you feel um, about this woman throughout the whole thing, and, and then um, the way it ends up is pretty shocking too. And, and I don't want to, I don't want to spoil too much. I mean, I've already kind of told you the, the premise of it, but Ooh. the the closing of the documentary, like what what becomes of her, is also pretty uh, you know pretty pretty alarming. And um, yeah. I, I, it, it is. I, I love documentaries. That's one of my favorite uh, types of movies to watch, and this is this is in my top ten. I, I really I really think this is a good one. If you're a documentary watcher, like if you're if you're uh, one of those people, then uh, you should definitely. This is one that should be on your list. So check out uh, the woman who wasn't there. It sounds fascinating. It, it reminds yeah. me of the Rachel. I don't know what it is. How to pronounce it? Her name Dolzeal, something like that. The, the woman that pretended to be black to to fight for black rights. Yeah. Yeah. She's actually oh, Caucasian. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, she identifies as black, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, no, I'm with you. It's the um it actually reminds me of uh I I mean I don't know I can't remember the girl's name and, and frankly I don't care, but she pretended to be a cancer survivor. And oh, then um, and then released a whole bunch of Bill Gibson. Yeah, idiot. Um and released a whole bunch of uh you know, recipes. Like she had like a, yeah. a, a recipes for people to make food that would help them with their cancer and it basically just lied through her ass raised all this money 
and you know made all this money for appearances and talk shows and you know various other stuff and she never had cancer it was all a load of shit mm. and she basically just did it for attention and now and she actually and the thing that that irritates the shit out of me about it is is that uh she put people's lives at risk like these people mm. believed her and they yeah. could have suffered the consequences because of her bullshit. Yeah, that's so that's just it's just it really, really, really gets to me. Um, so the woman who wasn't there. So um, wow, psychological thriller. Yeah, a- another interesting aspect about it is uh, is the whole like uh, covering up a lie. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, like the, she started out maybe just telling this story, and it was just you know something that she told people um, to try to get attention, and then. It turned into her whole life, like her whole career, her whole friend, like all of her friends. Everything in this person's life was completely wrapped up in in maintaining this lie. Yeah, and yeah. Um, that that's another that's another interesting like part of the documentary is like is like how to how did she maintain that for so long, and then what happened whenever it all just you know yeah it came to light. You're right. She actually wasn't an American citizen. She's she's a Spanish citizen. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, I'm intrigued because because what you said about the end, so the the end was quite shocking. I'm like, oh, now I need to know. <laughs> now I need to know what happens at the end. Yeah. <laughs> she gets abducted by aliens. <laughs> oh, an yeah, alien probably. ship just hovers over. Uh, <laughs> just hovers <laughs> over. And she looks up. And she looks up. <laughs> You're on fire. Oh, jeez. pretty exciting for Bo and I but uh, we haven't uh, had uh, any Azerothian time stuff uh, for a while so I thought it was about time there's, there's been a couple of events in, a, in uh, the world of Warcraft that uh, that we talked about oh, well we did talk about Tracer and and uh, the butt shot but um, <laughs> yes Tracer and the butt pose um, but uh, and I didn't have it in Azerothian times probably enough I had it in the news section which is kind of weird but uh, well, it wasn't World of Warcraft. Yeah, well, that's true. It wasn't yeah, World of Warcraft. Blizzard, yeah. um, but uh, there's been a couple of things. Just very quickly, uh, they, despite the fact that everybody hates the the garrisons and the mission table, um, they've actually reintroduced the mission table into the the halls in uh, in Legion, which so, people are a bit upset about. I, I recently commented on a on a YouTube video about this, and like cool. I don't normally comment on YouTube videos, but like I I didn't hate the garrison mission table. Right, but I, I understand the frustration of it being in Legion. Yeah, um, I liked the garrison. I like garrison missions, but it has become a symbol of um, the antisocial aspect of what Warlords of Draenor was, because yeah. everybody stayed in their garrison and they didn't have to go to a capital city or anything like that, you know. But and, and so that's why people hate this so much is because they feel like this is a sign of old, like this is a sign that. That oh, it's going to be just like Warlords of Draenor, and we're we're yeah. just going to do these you know automated missions, and we're never going to group up with anybody. And um, mm. I don't necessarily think that that I, I didn't I didn't hate garrison missions, but to me, Warlords of Draenor wasn't completely wrapped up in them either. Like yeah. it was just one aspect of 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 many in in an expansion, you know. Yeah, so they're worried that the that the the hall is now essentially just going to become a different garrison. I think it will be. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want it to be. I think that I think that our class hole uh, is going to be is going to be a garrison, but more social because you're going to be hanging out with other mages. <laughs> yeah, and, and you, they're all doing can their. Can you transfer your missions. followers from Draenor to this one as well? 
No, but you're not gonna you're not gonna want as many followers. Um, I think they said that you're gonna have like six followers. It's not gonna be like Warlords where you got like twenty. Oh, I want eleven followers so I can have Knights of the Round Table type deal. <laughs> yeah, well, 11, I, I 11 think the follower idea, max. I think I, I would I would like to see. Here's what I would like to see. Um, and I think they may be working on this. Um, it might be my imagination, but I just I just feel like that they understand that this is an issue. But um, I would like to see garrison missions. I definitely want to see those. I would like to see followers. I want to see those. But I would like to see some sort of system where you need other mages to help you with your followers somehow. Like hmm. I, you know, I need uh, four other people to also join this garrison mission or something like that. Yeah. Um, something to make it a little more social because I think that I think that it's actually a cool part of the game, but it's just become it has become this stigma in the WoW community. Like it has become this. You know, representative of what you know how antisocial uh, Warlord of Draenor was, yeah. and um, you know, I want to introduce the the thing where they're going to do with uh, in Draenor, where the followers get trapped in dungeons and you have to go save them. Yeah, they told us they were going to do that, and they never did that. That was an awesome idea. That would have been yeah, cool. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool idea because uh, you would have to because that's more social because you would have to be like in a group of people and say, "Hey, guys." Uh, uh, will you guys help me get my get my follower yeah. out? He's stuck over here. <laughs> That's awesome. I think that would that be cool. Well, you know, you know, they've already stolen our uh, dressing dressing uh, dressing cupboard. Yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that too. Because... I'm excited too, but they, I bet you our names aren't in the credits somewhere. What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we did declare that they can steal it, but come on, a, bit, a little bit of credit, jeez. <laughs> um, but uh, but the major event that's happened uh, in the world of Warcraft is um, Activision have actively pursued and had shut down a private server, the biggest private server in the world, uh, yeah. Nostra Nostralarius, um, which was hosted in France, uh, and Activision have just have gone after it like with a vengeance, and uh, it has actually been shut down. This this server is, it had a million subscribers. One million subscribers on the one server, which is actually more than World the Warcraft itself has, which is um, as in per. I just want to clarify that's one million on on each server. So I mean, Warcraft has more subscribers in total, but they don't have a million on a single server. Um, they have that many. Yeah, that well, this had a, this one had mil, a million accounts, which huh. is just unbelievable, and so. A lot of and it basically was a it was a vanilla WoW server, so it was, it was before. Was it up to Burning Crusade or just before Burning Crusade? I think it was up. It was up to and including Burning Crusade. Maybe don't quote me on that. But it was definitely vanilla stuff. And a lot of people have been saying for years that they, that they want Blizzard to give them a dedicated vanilla only server um, where they can actually go and you know experience WoW like they did ten years ago and. Blizzard just keeps saying no. They just keep refusing to do it, which just blows my mind. I just don't understand it. And if anything, oh no, a hundred percent, they should not do that. That's like a. I, I understand why they wouldn't want to do that. Oh, okay. Well, then let's just shove into it. So, doesn't a million um, accounts well, indicate to you to the, that it's a, that it's actually a good idea to do? Like people want it. I just looked it up. I just looked it up because whenever you said that, I, I thought it was a lot higher than what I've heard before. Hmm. Um. According to BBC.com, it is 150,000 accounts, active accounts, um, with a million total characters. So, oh, okay. right. a, a million characters were made on 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 the on the server. Um, Where'd you get this from? That's on BBC.com. 
Um, it, look, I, well, anyway, whatever, whatever the case may be, it was a lot. <laughs> so, it is a lot. It is yeah. a lot, and they've gotten a hundred, and they've already gotten over a hundred thousand uh, signatures to an online petition to try to get Blizzard to uh, to start a server. But the reason why you don't want to do that Ooh, is because intrigued. you're you're fragmenting your player base. You're saying because there's going to be a ton of people that's going to say, "Well, I'm a classic WoW player, and um, you know, I'm I'm looking at WoW through these." nostalgia goggles and and if it were up to me i'd play vanilla wow and all those players are going to go play on the vanilla wow server and then all the the new players and all the wrath baby players are going to play on the regular servers and it's important it's important for your community to have those older players those veteran players it's important to the community to have those play with the wrath baby players but they're not dude they've unsubscribed they're not playing no, you're still subscribed. You're still playing. I don't play with other people, though. <laughs> he doesn't play well with other I, people. I intentionally ignore other people. Yeah, I, I just I just feel like he would fragment the player base too much. And I think it's important that they... I think it's important to the new players that they have the veteran players. Um, and, and I get your, yeah. your argument is, well, they're losing so many players yeah. um, based yeah. on not having this that they may gain... You know, they make game players based yeah. on that. They'll gain these people back who are then going to be paying. Like, they weren't paying. The fact that they shut down this private server doesn't concern me, right? Because, I mean, it is technically illegal. And so that's, that they, we're well within their rights to do so. But that's, but doesn't, that's, that, that to me is the clearest indication that they should do it themselves because not only do, not only just because people want it, but because they're going to be getting money. There's 150,000 people that are going to be paying subscriptions to do what they, to play again. They wouldn't do it if they. You, you, the, all right, all right. The YouTube video that I saw. Uh, so I I don't know how accurate this source is, but um, preach. You know, preacher. Um, preach gaming. Right. Well, he, I got my he, info from Asmon Gold. Yeah, I watched his video too. Fan I watched of the his show. video too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But preach claims that according to his sources. Um, so we're getting he said she said, but most of those accounts were active for ten days. So. I don't necessarily know that these people would pay $15 a month to play the game. Now, obviously, right. it had to be hugely popular for Bl- for it to even hit Blizzard's radar mm. for them to get rid of it. I know a guy that actually played on this server. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, a guy that works with me actually, actually did. So it was popular enough that there was word of mouth. I mean, like, you know, before this news hit, I, I heard about it. I knew a guy playing, and it was all over Twitch. So, I mean, I'm not saying they didn't have a lot of players, but I think that a lot of these people... I don't necess- I think that the people at Blizzard knows whether there's more value in opening one of these servers and gaining those subscribers versus losing the would-be subscribers that you would get in your current content based on fragmenting your, your player base. Because if we didn't have veteran players, if we didn't have players that played since vanilla, um, the Asmund Golds and the Preach Gamers you know, of the world, and I'll I'll say the Davids of the world. <laughs> if we didn't have those people playing, then the the people like me, well, I feel like I'm moving into the veteran community now because I've been playing for a long time now. But your missed babies and stuff, we would you would lose a portion of that player base because you you wouldn't have that you know that veteran backup. Like you wouldn't have those players that that make the new players feel comfortable. And I and I'm not saying that there's some ratio where it's more profitable to lose one over the other. But I, I think it's naive to say that you wouldn't lose one by making the other. I, I think that there's definitely a ratio here, and whichever one is more profitable for Blizzard is the one they're going to do. 
but and and I just I feel like that right now where the game is right now, they want as many people to come back to Legion as possible, and they don't want you know seventy five percent of those people going to Legion and twenty five percent of those people going to um, their new vanilla server. You know, I'm, I'm with you, but do you would you if you were a new player, would you feel comfortable with the older players? Like I intentionally avoid most of those people because they're you know. Majority of oh, that's a that's a that's a big call I suppose, but a lot of them <laughs> are just are just flat out assholes, like elitist a lot, elitist I, I assholes. Think, so a all those players are on alliance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't and, I can't argue with that. And B, I you know I think that I think that WoW does. I'll be honest with you. I love World of Warcraft. I'm back in WoW now, by the way. I, I have quit Final Fantasy. I ended my subscription. But one thing I noticed that Final Fantasy had that, that WoW didn't is uh, the community is less hostile. Um, yeah. Whenever you whenever you're obviously a noob in... Um, what do you keep calling in, them? The uh, Mist Babies. The, the Mist Babies? Yeah. What's, it does, even that statement alone is elitist. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that terminology is elitist. Um, I mean, it, I mean it affectionately. Oh, okay, right. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but like uh, the the uh, I'm a I'm a wrath baby, or actually right. I'm a burning okay. crusade. I'm a burning crusade. Wrath has been announced, baby. Right. Uh, so, but um, but like um, in Final Fantasy, whenever you first start playing the game, you get a little leaf beside your name, so everybody knows that you're a new player. That little leaf stays beside your name for the first like so many hours, I don't know how many, but a- after so long, that changes to something else. And then, now they're doing a program where if you've been playing the game since the previous Final Fantasy, um, you get a new symbol that says you're a uh, mentor. And you can um, you can sign up for a mentor program, which is where basically um, you have special quests or you have to do certain dungeons with Leaf players and you get special rewards for helping them with that. And so, because of the way they've designed that game, there is there is a very open community. I mean, you yeah. can you. Yeah. I I raided for the first time, and it's like old World of Warcraft where you have to like attune to stuff um, before you can enter the dungeon. Yeah. And like I wasn't ready to go in the dungeon. In World of Warcraft, that would have been like, ah, oh, kick this noob. Um, <laughs> why did Why did he even sign up for this if he's not ready for it? And they would have been like hostile towards me. But like in Final Fantasy, it was they were just like, oh, well, we can do that real quick. It won't even take long. And they spent their raid night helping me get ready for that dungeon, so that the next night we got together, I would be ready to do it. What's that? There's assholes in every game. There's people in Warcraft that would be willing to do that for you as well. Oh, abs- absolutely. There, there is. My point is not that these people don't exist in both games. It's that it's that Final Fantasy has has put all these systems in place so that you can easily find those people. Yeah. Whereas World of Warcraft, you just have to kind of know a few nice guys, and then they know <laughs> a few nice guys, and it, it, and, it, girls, you, and girls, and girls, you guys, guys, n- nice people. Guys can be oh, gender yeah. neutral. My, oh, okay. My, my favorite, uh, I can say it now. My uh, Sienna is my favorite person to play World of Warcraft. She is the she is the nicest person I know and helps me out so much. So, and I know she listens to this show sometimes, so maybe she's listening. Does she? Uh, um, does she play a male character? She plays a female character, but her husband plays a, a female character as well. <laughs> these are the guys you brought up. I want to get these guys on yeah. the show. Get them both on the show. I want to talk about this guys playing girls characters business. Yeah, I'll talk, I'll talk to them. But like, um, 
but yeah, I, I think that I think that WoW does have a stigma to it, and it may not be as bad as as people think it is. But I I feel like it would be worse if we lost vanilla players. Like I I think that those people are willing to help people. Hmm. They're, if they've been playing this long, then they're not just jumping in so they can do a fifteen minute dungeon and 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 cuss everybody out and tell them what their sexual orientation is and then leave. <laughs> You know? <laughs> and what they did with their mothers the night before or something. Yeah, and, and you know what? Like this sounds like a joke, but it's actually true. Yeah. Most of those players are playing League of Legends now. Like yeah. like honest to God, that community has left for League of Legends. You yeah. can come back to WoW now if that's what you were scared of. Uh, look, I don't think it's an exaggeration <laughs> to say that League of Legends is the most toxic community I've ever seen. It is. I it mean, is, god but... damn. <laughs> it's, it's, it might as well just be called the League of Scumbags. I mean, it's just shocker. I'm not saying there's not nice people on there as well, but holy crap, that community's bad. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that's that's an interesting take, man. Actually, I haven't thought of it that way. Um, I'm not saying I totally agree, but uh, you have made me think about it. I I think if Blizzard did it, it would be fun, but I'm just telling you why they're not going to do it. Yeah. And and I don't think it would be as fun as you think it would be. Like, I, I think you'd oh, do I wouldn't it for do a while, it. I hated Vanilla and well. you'd be like, this is why this shut. Yeah, this exactly. Shot. No, I'm with you. I, 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 there's no way I'd cut over to a vanilla wow. I mean, I started in vanilla wow, and I don't, you know, not having a mount, ridiculous time, that spent time you spent just traveling from place to place. No. Couldn't even fly. Yeah, uh, yeah no fly. It's <laughs> not. Screw that. No, yeah, I, it totally. It, I wouldn't even go back to Burning Crusade. Like it, I'm telling you, you would you would do it for a while, and yeah. it would be fun for a while. But after a little bit, you'd be like, I see. I remember now why they made these quality of life changes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm not saying. I, I mean, on the flip side, I think new like current WoW is maybe a little too easy. But I've I think it's play, a little I've too. I've been playing for two, so, ten years, so I guess I guess that makes sense. But I think that's a good conversation. You know, we were yeah. just comparing this to Final Fantasy, and the reason why Final Fantasy is more social and all the things I just told you is not things being taken away from Warcraft, but it's things that could be added. So, like, yeah. everybody thinks that because they added all these things, WoW got less and less social, which to a certain extent is true, but I don't think you fix that problem by then taking them away again. Yeah. I think that they just need to figure out what they need to do to identify, um, you know, players that want to play together and make it as easy as possible and as beneficial and some reward for those players playing together. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. Um, there's a superhero role, uh, uh, multiplayer game that has a similar system called Sidekicks. I can't which one it is. It's probably, it might be DC Online or um, the Champions one. I don't know. It's not one of, one of those ones. And uh, yeah. yeah, so you, you as a when you reach a certain level, you can then gain a sidekick, and then whenever they adventure, like a lower level character, whenever they adventure with you, they get increased experience points and stuff. You know, to a certain percentage. And uh, yeah. can, they can help you out on missions and stuff, which I thought was pretty cool. Cool, pretty cool idea. Kind of like, kind of like the Warcraft recruiter friend thing, but but yeah, uh, that's true. War- recruiter friend was kind of their their uh, their answer to that. Yeah, but that was just them trying to get another subscription, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they need yeah. something. They need something like recruiter friend, but more um, not necessarily for players, but for. Players who aren't, you know, that's designed for people that are literally just starting. Yeah. They need something yeah. for like the player that has been playing long enough to reach max level, but is in a in a cesspool guild um, that doesn't talk to each other, and they need a way for that player to find other like-minded players to play with. And the thing is, is they have tools for people to find them, but there's no, 
in a game like World of Warcraft, there has to be a carrot at the end of the stick. They, they have to give some reward for, for doing that. And um, I, I think some sort of mentor system would be like, I would apply for that. Like if they had some sort of wow, you know, mentoring system, mm. 100% I'd be on that. I, I, would, I, would, I would love to help people every day. Me too, man. That actually would be cool. Yeah. Impart some yeah, of I, our knowledge. Here's another, here's another idea that they, they are allowed to take from us. <laughs> Got the wardrobe already. Yeah. Let's take the, the WoW mentor system. <laughs> you could be the WoW do version it. of a Jedi Master. Do it, Blue. Do it, Blue. Yeah. yeah, Jedi and Padawans yeah. in the WoW yeah, system. Of Padawans. That works. Okay, that was very interesting. Uh, let's finish up with Coming Soon. In Australian cinemas, April 21st, we get Marguerite, which I actually don't know anything about. I think it's a French film. Not a clue. Yeah, moving on. You think it's French because of the name? Yeah, I think it actually is. I think it actually is a French foreign film. Okay. <laughs> Off the top of my head. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, you think after 191 episodes, <laughs> no, 190 episodes, I'd, I'd actually just, I just go to the website. Just look yeah, right there. it's right there. <laughs> it, I'm just going to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. You know what? I'm it's tired. Breaking ground. I'm, t- I'm tired of not knowing the the film that we're talking about. Let's go. Let's go. It's loading. All right. So I've got the website up. It is uh, Marguerite. Is Catherine Froll stars as a clueless aspiring opera singer in this French period dramedy set in the 1920s. Oh, Huzzah! Well Huzzah! Oh, All right. We also get Eddie the Eagle, comedic biopic based on real-life Olympic athlete Michael Edwards. Oh, that British... He was on He was on Total Wipeout. Yes. Yeah, that Eddie the Eagle. Yeah, yeah, Eddie the Eagle. Awesome. Uh, it also stars Australia's own Hugh Jackman. <laughs> and last but definitely not least, this movie, I, I really want to see this film, uh, Midnight Special. Michael Shannon is a father on the run with his superpower child in a sci-fi drama from the director of Mud. Mm. So that's not the Creedence song. That sounds cool. No, yeah, it does sound cool. So the the, uh, the guy who directed Mud is awesome, um, and it's it's essentially it's essentially Starman when you think about it. But I think it just looks awesome. The trailer I've seen looks it just looks magnificent. I really really want to see it. It's getting rave rave reviews. And in America, uh, I have The Huntsman Winter's War. <laughs> and uh, I haven't heard of this movie. It's got Tom Hanks. It's uh, a hologram for the king, and Compadres. That's what comes out. Haven't heard of any of it. Oh, yeah, I know. Except for Huntsman. Well, went, okay. The Huntsman, and I haven't heard of a hologram for a king, but it uh, it has like an artsy looking cover, and it's got Tom Hanks in it. I'm judging the book by its cover right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's totally fine. We're uh, ten, 10 year veteran WoW players. We judge everything. <laughs> cool, that's it. That's it for uh, episode 191. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we certainly enjoyed uh, bringing it to you, and uh, we love you all. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, especially uh, if you've brought along a friend. Recruit a friend to the show. Mm. <laughs> Recruit a friend. We need a system for that. <laughs> Recruit a friend for NCP. And uh, shout out to uh, the Manamojo team that are off at uh, Supernova Expo as we speak. They're enjoying themselves at Supernova Expo with our new, uh, our new co-star, co-host, Lauren. So Frank and Frank and Lauren living it up at Supernova Expo. I was going to say look for them, but by the time you hear this, it's probably not. Well, no since yeah, since yeah, this won't be out until tonight, and the next Supernova will be over. So. <laughs> so go back into the past and look for them. So uh, yeah, so check them out uh, on the next Metamojo. and thank you for listening for one ninety one.
That's it for me and the crew. Crystal. I've got nothing. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something witty to say. The brain's not cooperating. And Bo. Uh, I think Benedict Cumberbatch is half shark. Half <laughs> shark. Yeah, he's a shark man. Shark man. Doctor Stone. You never, you never seen that picture before. There's a picture of his face next to a shark, and it's like strikingly, <laughs> strikingly. Simple. No, I haven't seen. I've seen the one where he's compared to an otter. <laughs> what are you people talking about? Oh my god, shark man. He's alien at least. He's, he's not human. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. He can't say penguin apparently. You can't say the word penguin. No, he has trouble. My with God, he finally has a flaw. He, he did a documentary never about playing happy penguins. Feet. <laughs> <laughs> he can't say penguin. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to NCP. Thank you for being a part of our crew. If you would like to support the show, you can use the Amazon widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. If you have any feedback, please go to nerdculturepodcast.com forward slash contact us where you will find a list of the many different ways you can interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.